1: You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael.
0: Hello, everybody. We're uh, we're having a bit of a delayed instant reaction. I don't think we could have handled a an it's instant just, instant reaction last
1: night. It's just a reaction at this point. That's a good point. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're, we're going to talk about the basketball game last night. Uh, we're going to touch on maybe spring football. Maybe. We'll see. Touch on the baseball season that is ongoing. They're playing right now, actually. There was an inside the park home run tonight by your left fielder, Max Marshok. Hey. Josh Young crushed one over the center field wall. Estimated uh 400 plus feet Um, they had a two six sorry I think it was six to two so it was a four run lead when I turned the game off when I got here in the seventh so that game is still ongoing as we record we are just over 24 hours post tip-off of the basketball NCAA national championship game Michael, how you doing? I'm hanging in there. I'm hanging in there.
0: I'm. I keep telling myself that. I started out thinking. Sweet sixteen was going to be. Just about about the bar, mm-hmm. that was kind of where that was kind of where the cutoff was for most folks. Is if we, made it to the sweet sixteen, then
1: and we talked about that. Yeah, in one of the episodes leading up to the tournament, we said if we didn't get to the sweet sixteen, it would be disappointing, and then anything kind of elite eight or beyond would be gravy, but I don't feel that way right now.
0: I don't either. And I think that's partially because you kicked the crap out of everybody up until I – don't, I don't think I'd include Michigan State in kicking the crap out of them. You did beat them by double digits, yeah, just it, as Kyle it was called close. It. It, it.
1: It was close until right at the very end of your, your lead expanded. Um, similar with Gonzaga, you, it was close. And into the last couple of minutes, oh and then yeah, your, your, your lead expanded um same kind of thing happened to you last night. It's close, and then their lead expanded,
0: yep, just got away from you,
1: yep, so you ended up losing eighty five seventy seven uh more points I think anybody was expecting, even considering an overtime game um
0: Texas Tech scored 39
1: points in the second half. That's a lot of points for slow Texas Tech and the defense of R- Virginia.
0: For a non-sexy dud of a team, that's that's pretty good. God.
1: Pete Thamel can suck it. <laughs> the worst. Um,
0: that article was just as bad as I thought it was going to be, and I, I hate myself for clicking it. If I y'all did. know what I'm talking about, it was a Yahoo article, something about something-something bunnies, unsexy... I'm I'm kidding. That's an inside joke. But something something unsexy, team. No more blue bloods. Get used to this type of Final Four. And I thought, what's wrong with that? The Auburn Virginia game was a crazy game. Mm-hmm. That was a. It came down to the last second. It came down to Texas Tech enemy number one, Mister Guy, having to make three free throws. Um, the Texas Tech. Michigan State game was a really good game. Mm-hmm. Back and forth, uh, defense played well, both sides of the ball. I don't know what more you could ask for. It was a close game. And then, of course, this he wrote that before the national championship game that went into overtime and ended up with a, a very, well, maybe not a very NBA-looking score, but one I've seen before. Mm-hmm.
1: Um yeah and he, he wasn't one of the only media pundits or whatever you want to call themselves uh, that were not looking forward to this game. Uh, thinking it was going to be boring e- even the, the guys at halftime. Which I I couldn't stand the halftime show. Uh Gumble, Williams, Barkley, uh, the four guys on the show. Kenny the Kenny, Jets, Kenny, Smith. Yeah. It was just like they were like this is ugly. They need to be doing this and they need to be shooting more and blah, blah, blah. I was like,
0: it's bad offense. It's not good defense over and over and over. That's all they'd say.
1: I mean, they, they they had a couple of points where they were showing, um, the Virginia guard Clark passing up an open shot, uh, kind of early in the shot clock to kind of move the ball around. And it may have happened two or three times in the first half. And they were just like, this This is just what we're talking about they're just they're out there to they're out there just to burn clock and 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 wait till we get to five seconds left and then try to run an offense and that's not what this was at all but um so yeah i i if you were following me on Twitter or sorry if you're following the podcast account <laughs> going back to you know maybe this time last year you you know I'm not one to hold punches against refs and Um, I will just say up front, whatever you want to call this disclaimer that like nothing I say will make you or I feel any better about what happened last night. (laughs) Okay. Um, and there's no changing it, but it happened. There were a couple of questionable calls that I think were definitely, ones that went in Virginia's favor um, that had a very negative impact on the game. Um, Yeah, you you can say, like, well, you had all your opportunities to score, and you did. You had all the opportunities to to stop Virginia, and you did. You had those opportunities. That doesn't take away the fact that these calls affected the outcome of the game. If you want to talk about... um, in regulation the end of regulation i think it was um gosh maybe they they're both in overtime I, I i can't remember exactly what it was i think
0: the most egregious ones were in overtime or the most yeah it, it, controversial it both, ones it, it was
1: it was Reddy and guy it was that match up twice and yes you got the the butt into that twice one was uh their their big guy Mamadi Diaquite mm-hmm. set a moving screen against you, um, bumped into guy, tripped guy, and then Moretti got called for a foul. Where this was you were up by two or three at the point. I think it was point.
0: three. I think it had just started.
1: Yeah, so you, you were up by three. Um and instead of that being a turnover, your ball, not that you like would have scored, but you could have scored expanded that to a five or six point lead which in this game felt pretty big um ends up putting guy on the line to bring the game within one this is it we've got an amex platinum pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the centurion lounge is he connecting to complimentary wi-fi oh my look at that he is And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The NBA finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action?
0: The Old Man and the Three presented by BMW is the podcast to listen to for the
1: ultimate finals coverage.
0: Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard: BMW, the ultimate driving machine.
1: One, potentially a five-point swing on just a, a blown call. Like there was, like Moretti may not have even touched him.
0: I don't know if he did. He
1: was behind him. He was chasing yeah. him. He was, he was fighting him. the screen. And the other one was, uh, Moretti was chasing down a, or had collected a loose ball turnover, was running up the court, had two defenders on him, guy chasing him from behind, reaches around, hits Moretti across the arms, groin area, causes Moretti to stumble just enough for, was it Hunter? I think, I think Hunter for was Hunter there. Hunter to, to swipe the ball out of bounds, uh, and then the, painfully slow replay process showed that, yes, it didn't most likely went out on Moretti's hand as he was trying to corral it back in. Um, he was the last one to touch it, but that part of the replay I'm okay with, it was that they missed the egregious foul before that.
0: Right. It's hard to argue with the replay. The replay was it, it, if that's what they're reviewing, that was the correct call to make. And I one have a,
1: dribble prior to that was a foul.
0: And I know, and and I think he, you were up at this point. Too. I just wonder how announcers, I, I want, they've got to be coached not to talk about that type of thing. Cause you see that a lot. There were even a couple of times where they would show a replay in slow motion where I felt like our guys got away with a foul. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they might show on a, someone at the basket. Oh, what a great block by someone. And then you see it later and you realize they tagged them on the arm pretty good after mm-hmm. getting the ball maybe, or, uh, and you see that slow motion replay and the guys just still whatever the ref called they just stick with it. Oh, what a tremendous block or in this case, you know, what 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 great hustle. What great hustle by Hunter to to be there it, completely ignoring the fact that God just about mauled Moretti on the way. And he was he even had both hands in the air yeah, like, "Oh, did, I didn't do anything," which yeah, is I, always
1: an indication that he <laughs> he thinks he did something. Yeah, he
0: he was surprised the whistle didn't get blown himself so that one was that one was tough to watch just because you had to watch that replay over and over and see the obvious foul on the ready that would have put we were in the i mean everyone was in the bonus in overtime right Mm -hmm. so that would have put we were shooting to best free throw shooter in the nation on the line that Mm -hmm. that's that's a pretty good uh pretty good outcome in tech's favor but i i do have a solution to this though a simple solution coach beard if you're listening all you have to do is amputate Davide Moretti's right pinky.
1: He needs that. It's a shooting hand. No, no,
0: it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> He'll have the whole off season He'll, he will relearn his shot. He won't even know it's gone. Okay. He won't sure. even know it's gone if if we just get rid of the pinky, eliminate this from happening again, we we'll be talking national championship. People don't even know how, to, you know, the pinky's just kind of there. It's just hanging out. <laughs> Won't even miss it. Won't even notice. Um,
1: Yeah, that was. Yeah,
0: it's it's such a bang bang play, and you see it on Twitter a lot. That people are arguing if this would have happened in the first five minutes of the game, no one would have thought twice
1: about it. No, because you had forty minutes of game time to overcome that. But well, not just that. With a couple minutes left in overtime, it's like that's kind of a big call to miss. Right, and and they probably wouldn't have replayed it. it up.
0: Yeah, they wouldn't have replayed it on on CBS before the commercial break or coming back or anything. It would just have been – everyone would have assumed the ref got it right because he – 99.8% did get it right in that case.
1: And I I can't remember – it was probably an article I read today that discussed one of these controversial calls that Virginia has gone – has had go in their favor for like three straight games now. And not that I'm saying these refs were – like there was some kind of conspiracy no. and that's not, no. that's not my, my suggestion. Um, but that in the process of a replay and review that like, I'm not sure w- where they were getting this information, but they were saying if a referee sees an uncalled foul go against the offensive team and then that very nearly goes out of bounds on the offensive team, like they would give the the off the team the ball back, kind of like as a makeup call. Okay, okay, that didn't happen. No, obviously not um, in that
0: case. I I don't want to harp on the refs too much, just because you know what can you do about it now. The, but one other one I wanted to bring up was I forgot who it was, but uh, Culver was blocking out someone had position underneath the basket. I think it was right when overtime started too, and. Whoever he was blocking out reached over his back completely. And Culver kind of threw his arms in the yeah, air. I remember
1: that. and Because he he went straight up. Yeah, Culver, Culver went straight up. The defender from behind Culver had wrapped his arm around Culver, and then Culver was called for the foul. Yeah, Culver was called for the foul like, for that, standing. He put his arm up. The def- defender wrapped his arm around Culver. Yes. And then Culver got fouled. And, and then Carl he was, shot two free throws. And he shot two and made two. Yep, because they were fourteen of fourteen in overtime. Right, I think it
0: was that might have been Hunter. I don't doubt it. I think that was Hunter too, who had an excellent game. And and let's you know, no, he did. Let's 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 get to that. I mean those those Virginia guys were shooting lights out. Uh, they had a good game plan. They were they were getting our guys mixed up on when they should switch screens and when they should fight through, and it just seemed like a There'd be a mob of four or five guys standing standing around whoever would shoot the wide open three. It just, that just seemed to be like a constant thing that somehow someone was coming off some screen and there were two or three guys around it and they'd shoot an open three and they'd hit it. I mean, they just, they were on fire. At one point, weren't they above 60% shooting in second half? They ended at 52, which is nothing to sneeze at, especially at this point defense but i you know they had 11 of 24 from in the second three half point. You mean? right
1: yeah cuz for the game they shot mission or 46
0: right first half they, they they didn't shoot very well well they sh- they shot over 40 they shot 41% first half but you know 52 in the second half i think it was with about 7 or 8 minutes left when tech made their run that they were at 60 something percent and then they, you know, thankfully started missing a few, and Tech was able to bounce back in it. But they played well. They played really well. They had a good Mm -hmm. game plan. They were messing up our offense big time. Their defense just couldn't our guys could not figure out what the heck to do the first seven minutes of the game.
1: Yeah, we went seven minutes without a field goal to start the game. Oh, man, that was – Which would have been, like, was devastating had you not also been really good on defense, and you were – Getting enough free throws to keep you in it. Yeah, just barely. I think you were you had three. I points. think so too. It was like eight to three or seven minutes into the game. You're or like, holy crap! Yeah, I scored three points. It felt insurmountable. <laughs> um, I think the one thing they did really well on defense that really frustrated our offense was when they switched, especially when they had uh, Diakite. Like, like he he would switch over and then he would. He'd hold just long enough and then he would run, like basically from like the three point line down the center of the lane to, to track back to his, his offensive player. He was, but when he was running, he had his hand straight up. So, like, you couldn't throw yeah. over him. No, that's um, a heck of a roadblock. Like, they, they held up long enough just to keep that, the pick and roll from being able to be completed, I guess you could call it. That um, the, the de- defense would push Tech. The ball uh, handler out just a little bit further up, up the court, and then when Di- Diakite, I think it's, I think he pronounced the name, I don't know, the the dude with the blonde hair. Yeah, um, that sounds. I'm pretty sure he, that's right. He'd go streaking up the lane, but he had both of his hands up, just blocking out anything that you could throw to take advantage of him being not on his man. Um, yeah, that uh, guy ended up with 24 points. Hunter had 27. Ty Jerome had 16. So they had three guys in double figures. Uh, you had five. Including and, Brandon Francis. Yep. Dude went off for 17. He led the team scoring 17. He really helped kickstart both of your your runs in the first and second halves. He did. Um, he was incredible. Kyler Edwards uh, shot 80% from the floor. Two two for two at the free throw line. Had 12 points. Freshman Kyler Edwards. Mm-hmm. Daveny Moretti the quietest 15 points. Cause like every time like we were struggling on offense and like Culver was looking for just an inch to, to start driving. I was like, just throw it to Moretti. I don't, I don't know if he scored at all. <laughs> right. He, he finishing him with 15 points. Like when did that happen? What? How? He needs to shoot more. <laughs> uh, Culver had 15, um, five of six from the line. had 9 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, 1 block to 3 turnovers. Um Mooney had 10 points, Odiasse had 5, Owens had 3, Corporal had 0. Corporal only played 3 minutes though.
0: Right, he was just in and out. Uh I remember him taking a 3 and he didn't yeah. quite make it. He, he shot once.
1: And then committed didn't one. Didn't quite foul. make it. No. What does that matter? What He didn't make it at all. Why did I say I, that? About that. <laughs> um and then I think the other thing that we can we can look at it just really quickly is that um, I think your last defensive possession, or Virginia's last offensive possession in the second half, where they tied it, where the corner three, you had the the beginnings of all great stories. Odiasa hitting three free throws that put you up, the senior by three. Um, well, he just hit two free throws, but two,
0: but he, yeah. It was he a right. one and one, too, so it was even more pressure. One and one. That was impressive. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. I was just I'm sorry, I know I'm interrupting you, but I think about that. I thought about that a lot today. And during that uh during that sequence where he made those free throws, I couldn't be happier. I thought, "Man, if this is the guy that puts us above, this is just about the most perfect ending you can think of." But nope. Yeah, that
1: when he hit that second one and we went to buy three i was like that's it Twenty-two and a half
0: 22 and a half seconds left just don't it. don't let him make a three
1: <laughs> no threes <laughs> chris beard is heard on the broadcast screaming no threes no threes um and then you get down there on defense uh beard said in in interviews either today or after the game yesterday that there was too much time for him to consider like fouling there right to to uh, before the Offense was able to take a shot. Um, and then they just kind of went to – they reverted to the defense they played all year. They had somebody driving in the lane, and the defense crashed as they have done so well all season. It just opened up an open look three that, of course, had to go in to tie the game. It was a beautiful shot. I Even, even
0: knowing what it meant for our team, you're just thinking – that was,
1: that was well done, well played, well yeah. played Virginia, and I get this is hindsight. I'm not the coach here, um, but after what like three timeouts, with one second to go, the game plan you came up with was to inbounds to Culver in the corner, double teamed, I with a open Moretti. Yeah, I know, I know it. Which, again, it's, it's all hindsight. This of course is, like, it is. It's easy to say this and say, oh, my gosh, Culver shouldn't have shot that. He was cold and blah, blah, blah. I mean, had he made that, we would have been talking about the greatest player from Lubbock, Texas, to carry Texas Tech to a national championship game. I, I understand that.
0: Right. And, and everyone would be saying, well, of course you get it to Culver. He's of your, course. He, he's he's, he's guy, your playmaker. He's
1: he, the guy that, that brought you here. He's your draft pick. Right.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I I wonder. I wish we could see what he drew up the first time. Before Virginia called their their timeout.
1: Because the broadcast noted when they came out after the second timeout that the Texas Tech set had changed.
0: Right. And Texas Tech had no timeouts left. I had a theory. My friend Adam and I were texting back and forth today. I just wonder if that was... And he was right. Adam pointed this out. I think there were just a lot of standing around. they They weren't really setting screens or trying to get anybody open. It was just kind of a...
1: Murdy was the only person that that moved,
0: right? Besides Culver. So, I, I'm kind of giving the benefit of the doubt, thinking that Mooney just had to give it to somebody because he didn't have any timeouts, and didn't because obviously didn't want to call a turnover, timeout. Yeah. No, and you wouldn't want to take the turnover and give Virginia the ball with a second left. So,
1: well, I mean, well, you you I just throw it that in. Point,
0: yeah. There's no. I guess you might as well just throw it in and see what they could do with a second left. But I. I have that in the back of my mind that maybe it was just a sense of urgency thing that Culver was open, but they had two guys on him.
1: Yeah. Well, he may have been open, like when he saw him flash in front of him for the pass, but it wasn't. Didn't take long to trap a guy in the corner. Didn't have an open look for a shot. Yeah. I wish um, we would have
0: gotten a better look.
1: Yeah, for uh, that uh, last
0: uh, shot, but yeah, of course. Hey, me too. not not that's a that that is the nittest of
1: picks picking picking some nets there so the um the pessimist in me like i i realize like you, you're you looking at this team you're like well we we went to the elite eight last year we lost all that talent we reloaded rebuilt and came back and competing for a national title like the texas tech pessimist in me now thinks like well that was our shot like our once in a lifetime, like we've never been there before. We may never go back again. And that was it. And like, like that thought hurts. No. And I can't, like it brings
0: like, it, I can't talk you out of it right now.
1: No. And it's, it's hard to like admit that. And then like not get all misty eyed, like crap. Right. That was it. I, because you played like such crap most of the game. You you were down way big. Like you, you got down big in the first half. You were able to tie it right before half. And then you go into halftime down by three. It's fine. You're, you're, you're in that game. And then you have a terrible start to the second half. Not as bad as the first half. Get down 10 or whatever it was. Yeah. You fight all the way back. You take a lead with seconds to go. And you're like, we're, we're doing this. We're here. We're, we're, we're going to win this thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Going a 12 and two run to, to get back in it.
1: And then, um, it goes to overtime and then you just, you miss a couple early shots. Virginia doesn't. And then you have a couple of weird calls that go against you. Then you, you get down far enough that you're now fouling to preserve clock and they're not missing free throws. No. It just means that you're,
0: they're just You're just. They're just pouring onto the lead.
1: Yeah. So like when I when I, I pointed out that Virginia took the 14 free throws in overtime, like I get that like six of those were from intentional fouls. Yeah. But still, without those six, it's still an 8-0 advantage in free throws over Texas Tech. And I I can't remember if this was second half or overtime, but Mooney like rebounded a ball and then was like immediately triple teamed. I was like, there's no way he wasn't fouled in that scrum. Like, he was just getting mauled.
0: Oh, right. Well, I'm surprised they didn't call a jump ball because they they were don't, willy-nilly don't, with their jump balls. Don't
1: talk to me about jump balls.
0: Jump balls and travels and Cause, what's, what is, and it is. It's kind of the NCAA version of what is a catch. Yeah. What is a jump ball?
1: Well, because apparently a jump ball for Virginia means they just have to have a hand, a, a slight second worth con, of a second's worth of contact while the Texas Tech player has the ball and a Virginia player reaches out and touches it with a finger. That's a jump ball. Of course it is. But Texas Tech having two hands and, like, arms wrapped around the ball and Virginia has it, they're like, uh. <laughs> No, it's good. We're good. Foul. Fine. Not a problem. On Texas Tech, apparently, because that's what we're going to do. Yeah, definitely not a travel. But, so,
0: but yeah, I, getting back to this point, Please. It seems like, and by getting back to this point, I mean getting back to a national championship game. It seems very daunting right now. Losing all these players, that that Tech's going to lose. I, I wouldn't, ex- you know, we've we've got to be reasonable. But they have set a precedence, and it, it it's going to be in the back of your mind. Like, well, maybe we can get back there. We're going to have some good recruits coming in. Beard can obviously coach some guys up. Beard and his staff. His staff's you're, excellent.
1: You're arguably going to have your most talented team on paper. Right next Talen- season.
0: You're you're exactly right. Talented on paper. A uh, lot of three and four stars. Some really high four stars.
1: You're nearly five star guys.
0: Yeah, I mean, just practically five stars. If we if we round up, and I I think. I don't want to put that kind of pressure on the team or for them to feel like we will be disappointed if they're not in a national championship next year. But part of you does have that despair in the back of your mind because you've you've never been this close ever, mm-hmm. ever, in the history of basketball. The closest you were prior to this season was the Elite Eight last season. Right. And part of you, you know, I, I'm speaking for myself here. Part of me feels like, okay, this team was really good. Uh, Tech could play great defense, but then the back of your mind, you're always thinking, what if that was just kind of a crazy fluke that we ran through those three, three rounds like we did? It was just yeah, you had one of the most just dominating, a bulldozer,
1: yeah, dominating runs in the tournament. Yeah, beat everybody until by... until you got to Virginia, yeah, where then you looked. Out of sorts, right, for most of the game. Well, and Gonzaga too. You
0: know, they they definitely put a uh, put Tech through the ringer too. But you just you're just pounding people till till the Elite Eight showed up. And I don't know if that's going to happen again, especially to that type of extent, to where the last four or five minutes you're already posting all your celebratory tweets or Facebook posts or whatever. I don't think we're going to have that luxury again. I would imagine advancing in the tournament from here on out you know maybe round one you'll see kind of a blowout but beyond that it's usually going to be a little bit more competitive our guys were just out of their minds at that at that stage i'm really just i'm really just rambling i don't know i think we can get back to that point it seems so daunting to think about it now and as i said it doesn't seem fair to put it on the team but It's, it's possible, it's possible. We've seen it happen once. <laughs> We've seen it happen once now. So, why not again? Why not twice?
1: Twice. Um, just my my counterpoint to that, as I would say, well, look at all the uber talented teams around the country that didn't make it. Yeah. To the final four. Yeah. Or just, the championship game, like we the Duke, North Carolina's. Kentucky's like
0: Auburn yeah Auburn was (laughs) Auburn was a a heck of a team that that was I was I was hoping that Tech would play Auburn because I thought this is this is what everyone deserves two teams that no one thought would be there this this is exactly who should be playing in the national championship I was really hoping that would pan out I was scared to death to play them too don't don't take me Mm -hmm. take me for thinking that we could have Oh, yeah, we would
1: have beat Auburn by 15. No, that's that's not what I'm saying. I, I would have felt a lot better about the matchup. Like, they, they were, from my very little knowledge, I'm more heavily offensive-based rather than defensive-based. Um, and we'd already proven that we could handle true offensive firepower. Yes. And our defense could withstand that.
0: Yeah, with against against the Bulldogs. Yeah, pretty much. I wanted to I wanted to bring up one other thing. What were your thoughts on the whole uh, greatest turnaround in basketball history storyline that Jim Nance and CBS kept trying to push after Virginia won?
1: They were the consensus number one seed last season. Right, that a one seed. 2018 to one seed 2019 is not a turnaround. If
0: anything, it's, I can see redemption story. I started seeing sure. that a little bit more today. That actually makes a lot of sense, but turnaround, it made it seem like they were one of the play in games this year or last year. They it, were one of it, the in games last year. And then it's they not ended like up,
1: they were a Cinderella. No, they're the only they were one favored to left. win. Yeah. They were favored. Also, the only one seed that never had to play a one or a two seed in this tournament.
0: The A-fold. first, the first time ever, national championship team hasn't played a one or two seed.
1: I think Tech was their highest seeded team. They played at three, and Tech went obviously because
0: they didn't play a two or a one. So Tech went through. Was it two two seeds and one one seed?
1: We went through. Um, it's Michigan. Michigan State was a two. Kentucky was a one. Michigan was a two.
0: Yeah, It was a two one two.
1: So we went what? 14, two one two one. Six, two, one, two, one Yeah, it's a pretty
0: gnarly little schedule. But yeah, let's let's just uh, let's tap the brakes on the old the greatest turnaround in college basketball history. No, the favored team from last year that lost a game they probably would win. 99 out of 100 times uh, played like they were supposed to this year.
1: That's all that means. Well, they played like they were supposed to this year, like last night maybe. That's true. The rest of it, like early in the tournament, there was a lot of really close calls that I would say was more them underperforming than anything else. Because of how talented they are. Um, but yeah, so like, yes, we're going to, I give Virginia credit for winning. They, des- of they deserve to win. Yeah, they I, played I, a heck I, of a game. Number one seed. They won 36 games this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they that's, lost three times. That's nuts. Um, I just wish they would have lost four times. Yeah. Four losses would have looked much better. Cause I, I just, it it's just, it's my, my existence as a Texas tech fan of the, you know, 13 years I've been a Texas tech fan. Um, it's just to be like, well, oh shucks, you know, it's us. We've, we, we teched it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, we, fell flat on the national stage, like we, we had an opportunity to do something really cool and then just couldn't pull it off. And it's all like that, it feels like we got our one shot. Because when I think about like back about all the other times we had a shot, like you haven't seen it again since, like in football. Um, I mean, baseball you've gotten kind of close but you, you've only been able to win one game in Omaha twice. That's true. I mean...
0: Even getting there is...
1: Yeah, you, I mean, it, it's it's a struggle to get to Omaha. I'm not saying... It, like, it's like making it to the, the Elite Eight in basketball. You, you're the final eight teams. But the three times you've gone, you've won a total of two games. Um. So, yeah, I'm just a little pessimistic. This, this one still stings. It's going to hurt for a while. It's a Same. long time to to stew on this one. And, and it, it, it would have been, it would be easier to accept this had we lost by, like, 12 points or whatever and there wasn't just weird calls that we felt hadn't gone our way or if we never made the run back, like, if, if Virginia just kind of coasted. Eight ten point lead all the second half, and that's just how it ended. Like, it would really suck, but I wouldn't feel so like disgusted right now. Yeah, twenty four hours
0: after (laughs) halftime, I I think I think Kyle mentioned it in our chat that we we Texas Tech did a really poor job of defending threes all night, Mm -hmm. and that was that was almost reason enough to lose on 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 its own without the heroics of guys like Kyler Edwards and Brandon Francis coming out of nowhere and hitting some really big shots that would have been it they were the they were the only ones that really kept us in the game cuz Virginia didn't really know what to do with them they weren't focusing on them as much as they were with with Culver and Moretti and I mean Mooney, gosh! Anytime he got the ball, they were when see, anytime he got it inside the arc, they were swarming him big time. So he wasn't going to be able to make any Tony Parker esque drives to the basket. But it just it still stings even this even this much later. It'll be better tomorrow. We'll be all right. Hopefully, I was going to tell you. Even driving to work this morning, the drive felt somber. Not just for me; it felt weird. It felt like everybody was just kind of going five five miles an hour below the speed limit. No one was. They were just, whatever, just trying to get to work. I'll be there. I'll get there when I get there.
1: It's kind of how like, I started my day. I like. I texted the friend of mine that works on my floor. Is like, Hey, you want to grab breakfast? Cause I don't want to go into work right now.
0: <laughs> it was, it was kind of nice to be at work. Cause I, it took my mind off of it a little bit, but the, even the office was just dead. Our office was quiet.
1: So I said in the slack chat this morning, I was like, I don't, one of the reasons why I didn't want to be in work. I do not want to, be around other people that wanted to talk about the game that like have a very shallow knowledge of just sports in general. Yeah. That just bugs the crap out of me, especially when when we lose and I'm just sour about it. I don't want to talk about it, especially with you guys. And I was like, and and Slack's it's like, I don't want to talk about this with anybody but you
0: (laughs) slack friends. (laughs) We'll talk about it to our podcast listeners too.
1: Right. Cause you guys obviously are a lot more engaged than my office mates that are like, Ooh, he scored a bucket for, I don't know. That's, about a bad or there, well,
0: or there example of one of my coworkers, but the worst thing was not the worst thing, but when we were in San Angelo, goal unit. There we go, right? A goal unit, a G unit. Uh, when we were in San Angelo, one of the bartenders was kind of halfway rooting for Gonzaga because he had him in his stupid bracket. Mm-hmm. Dude, don't don't tell me that. You don't got to tell me that. I'm obviously rooting for Texas Tech in this game right now, so that's just kind of one of those. No one, no one cares about your bracket, especially when it's related to that. So sometimes that kind of stuff gets brought up that would always annoy me. Well, I didn't have Tech in my bracket against, you know, I didn't have them going past the Sweet 16. So it's really kind of wrecking everything up. Like, I don't so good. <laughs> this is a good thing. Not my problem you're going to lose your $5 that you paid into your pool of other people who also don't know college basketball.
1: Yeah. We had an office pool, a bracket pool. I finished third. It's pretty good. Um, my former manager was the only person that had Texas tech winning the title. He finished fourth.
0: Oh, must've had some
1: rough picks from the start. Well, he, we were also really close had tech won, he would have won the bracket there. He would have won mm. the pool. Um, cause he was just below me at third. So I had like 150 points. He had like 148, but had tech won, he would have had enough points to jump all the way up into first place. Um, the guy that won picked Virginia. Ugh. That he's hurts. A, he's an Arkansas homie, homeboy. Um, not that he went to arkansas but he's from arkansas he went to a small arkansas college but little rock a a fan of no he went to um harden hmm okay anyways it's a small church of christ school gotcha anyways um so, yeah, I, I want to eventually get to a, a place where I can, uh, like, fully appreciate this season that, like, we went from being picked seventh in the Big 12, even though Chris Beard is now starting <laughs> to say that we were picked last. <laughs> he'll, he'll
0: say the bottom. I've heard him say the bottom. Yeah. And that's kind of,
1: yeah, it's
0: arguable, I guess.
1: Bottom third. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, going from picked seventh in the conference to winning the conference and then playing for a national title like that's unbelievable it is and I want to appreciate the magnitude of that but right now I just I'm gutted yes like there's just nothing that about any of that that makes me feel any better about losing that game last night
0: no I don't feel the consolation at this point that that I might feel in a month, you know, you might look back on it and just think, "Wow, that really was incredible." I I, I say that, and I do feel that way, but it's still. It may be the fall
1: when we're. It talking, may be the when, fall when we're talking about. That like,
0: was the face you made. You're like a month.
1: Like basketball season starting back, I was like, "Hey guys, you remember last season? You remember last season? We played for a dang national title.
0: That was crazy. Yeah, so it, it it's going to take some time to fully appreciate. I I think." I think we do fully appreciate it, but I get what you're saying, not uh, not feeling like we got shorted or, or not feeling negatively about it in any way, but gosh, just right there, a national championship to Lubbock, Texas. That would have been so sweet.
1: So I, I want to get to a, a a question really quickly, and I'm probably gonna. It's gonna take me a while to find this, but Dan brought it up a few days ago. There was a poll he had go out. It was like in the middle of Super Regionals last summer, and asked, "Are we a football school, basketball school, baseball school, whatever, or other track?" Mm-hmm. And. I think one because of the timing of his question. Like there was an overwhelming response towards baseball school. Yeah, baseball was number 1. Cuz like 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 I just we were in the middle of, of the super region or we had just won the super region or whatever. Um I think basketball was next. No, I think football was next. I'm pretty sure basketball was third. Okay. Um either way, I I think a season like this to the general fan it's going to change that. Oh, I agree. Um, especially with just how the the past few years of football has been and like the yep. just absolute uncertainty you've got going into this season. Terms like I don't even know what we have with Matt Wells and his staff and what the team's going to look like and the offense is going to go, well, and the defense is going to play. I I no expectations that we have a really bad home schedule this year. Yeah. Like they're they're trying to sell season tickets on. Hey, we're playing TC and Oklahoma State this year. It's like, really? That's it? Yeah. Basically, that, that, those are your two home games this year that you the athletic department's trying to sell you season ticket package on.
0: And and I think it even goes one step further to just the state of football as a game. Period. Just the popularity of it amongst parents and kids wanting to play or not play. I mean, if you have the option to play basketball over football, most kids are probably going to pick basketball now. and then It's the quote-unquote safer, you know I mean? You know, you can get hurt in basketball for sure. You can get hurt in any sport, but it's safer than football. And I think that's a big decision. And also, just the way that Beard has really focused on the student body, getting them mm-hmm. involved, getting them uh, – coming to the games. Uh, the Texas Tech media department has done a great job. Just the whole athletic department in general, Giovanetti, all those guys have done a great job getting getting the students to the games. And then the students have done a great job of being, one, just sh- consistently showing up, and two, being completely engaged from start to finish of every game, no matter who was there.
1: Except for maybe that Kansas blowout. There was a little <laughs> less enthusiasm Less intensity. I get, well, by 30. Then. Well,
0: yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's no fault of theirs. Yeah. Have, see, like,
1: like, like there are games like that, that I want to remember and be like, oh my gosh, like we beat the pants off of Kansas this year. Yes. Like we beat them by 30.
0: And yeah. And, and we, was it Michigan? That they had 16 points in the first half. Yeah, we we stuff held them, like that. Yeah, we held those them are like great
1: things to remember. Almost 30 points below their season average. Yeah, an insane
0: statistic. It was like
1: a like a bad football score. Oh
0: yeah, it was terrible.
1: 65-44, whatever it was.
0: Yeah, and there, there's all all that to to consider and think about. But I do believe it's it's to that point now. That, you know, basketball's always been no offense, baseball fans. It's always been a more popular sport just in general.
1: Yeah, it's, it's 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 faster, it's more up-paced, it's a sh- shorter game.
0: Yeah, uh it's televised more often. There, there's, there are fewer games. There's fewer games, so they can televise them more often
1: and they because there are fewer they they mean more.
0: It's played indoors in Lubbock, Texas, which is is a pretty pretty nice little uh perk. If mm-hmm. you're a basketball fan, you don't have to fight the bitter cold for 4 hours or
1: the dirt or whatever, for four hours. Just the changing schedule. like, Oh, by the way, tomorrow's game, we're moving it up four hours. Yeah. Hope to see you there. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well,
0: oops, we canceled tomorrow's game, so we're going to play two the next day. You got to work. Sorry. Yeah. You're going to miss that. But it's just, I think we're getting to that point. I think, because Dan's felt strongly for a while that Texas basketball school, and that's where we're headed. When, if you play in a national title game, and you have the... Incredible following that you have because of the success of your team, the likability of your players, uh, the likability of your coach, and the way that the social media team and everyone has performed this season, which has just been outstanding. You get all those things mixing together, and students, uh, students, fans, alumni, everybody just can't help but see what the Texas Tech basketball team is going to do next. They're just... They're on board. I may have to. I may have to get season tickets next year. There's probably there's probably a lot of people thinking that.
1: I wouldn't doubt it. But so let me ask you this. Um, pose you this question. I get that, like, because of like the way that we are in the calendar of the sports, that there's obviously like there's a heavy favorite towards baseball right now. But like, who wins a title first, beer or Tadlock? Because earlier this season or this, this year I, I would have said Tadlock uh, yeah and then we very nearly turned that on its his head and be like no 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 that I, I was I was going to be a Beard
0: and it was basically going to be okay here's how little I know let's say they get to the final series in Omaha is it a three game series mm-hmm. so for Tadlock to get to the equivalent of that they would have to get to the third game of that series and be tied in the seventh inning or something I which sounds like a pretty good accomplishment but no one could have ever thought that if we posed this question last summer you know who's going to win it first right after baseball season we probably still would have thought oh it's going to be base it's going to be the baseball team mm-hmm. that's for sure and and i think every tech fan was even thinking hey if we make the tournament this year that's fantastic way to go cuz we've lost a lot of really talented guys and you know, if, if if we if we get there, if we're an 11 seed in the tournament or something, good job. You know, that's that's the way to go. But far exceeded that. Mm-hmm. I, I have no idea. I don't have an answer to that question. I'm I'm dodging I'm dodging it completely. I I kind of I think the DAC's still tilted towards Tadlock's favor. I think he's more likely to get a national championship, despite the fact. that Chris Beard was seven points away from getting one last night but who knows it's it's a good position to be in it's fun to think about we're just talking about how how we can't even picture Tech getting back to a national championship in basketball just because we haven't seen that type of thing but it could happen like I said twice
1: it could happen again why not once? I can't remember twice. who said it, but it, it's been kind of thrown around a lot that the first trip is the hardest, right? It, it may have been when we were looking at the Michigan State matchup, and, and Tom Izzo was saying like, um, or or Beard was saying that he had heard. I don't know. Basically saying Texas Tech's first ever Final Four may be their most difficult. Like it's the first time you've gone there; you have no idea what to expect. The expectations the pressure to perform all that kind of stuff are there that you've never experienced before Um, and that may change like it it may make it a lot easier to to make a repeat run but like man right now it doesn't feel it's so daunting because like you you think about like okay well this tournament is six games and you've got to be perfect you do you can't have an off night. It's not It's not a double elimination like baseball where you can be like, oh, that was a really bad game. Now we have to fight our way back into this, but we're not out.
0: Well, even in baseball, because it's, it's kind of like those basketball NBA series I think we talked about a while back where these these teams will blow each other out by 30 mm-hmm. and then really ramp it up for the game seven or whatever it is. In, in baseball, you can kind of do the same thing. If you look up and it's 10 to one, at the bottom of the seventh, you're just kind of, kind of, all right. Well, let's fold up shop for tonight. We'll get them. We'll get them tomorrow night. You can't do that in the NCAA tournament. You can't no, you do that.
1: Like, we we've got a
0: football playoff. I mean, I know it's just two games, and that's a whole other conversation of getting to that point with a, with our football program. But you've it's you've got to be on. You've got to be on the whole time, and and that's what I was trying to talk about about thirty minutes ago about how incredible it was that Tech was that team this year, that they, they really didn't have an off night until they got to Virginia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They'd have some off periods, um. and their offense their offense was always kind of, not always, but their offense was in and out, but the defense was always solid and always came through and then had some slip-ups in the final, in the title
1: game that's still crazy to say. It's going to be hard to just like the, how surreal that is that like one that they, they made the final four after beating like, everybody's like, Oh my gosh, this is going to be the toughest matchup. They have to go play Gonzaga. It was number one offense in the country. And it's going to be a, it's going to be such a fight. And then you win and you make it to the final four and you're like, Oh crap. We're in the final four, man. And then you go like, you play and you win on Saturday, and you have 24 hours to turn around and play. Like, you've got 24 hours to prepare, and then play again on Monday. hmm Like these, the way that Chris Beard put it, these three, four-team tournaments, that like yeah. happened a week apart, like you played Friday, Sunday, the first weekend, and then Thursday, Saturday, the second something, like the second one, and then Saturday, Monday, it's like, another point really quickly before, before we move on that Chris level was making this afternoon on tech talk, like the path of those that, that make the final four, but lose in the national title game. Like there's no celebration. There's no time for them to enjoy the final four. No. Cause you, you win your first game and, and you're like you immediately have to start preparing for your second game. Like, Oh crap. And then you lose your second game. You're like, there's nothing to celebrate. Like, it it's like what I saw from um, Grant from Imadio, the K-State podcast, was talking about, like, this was a while ago, getting to the Elite Eight, and that's as far as you go. It's like, well, that's as as far as you go without, like, winning anything, right? You didn't win a a trophy. You didn't get to cut down nets. It's like, it's cool, but it's Mm -hmm. not like you, you had to call and, like, get to claim anything yeah, you won a game in the final four, but you lost in the national championship game. It's like, it's just, it's going to be hard.
0: It stings. And it will for a while.
1: All right. Let's, let's move on to the football really quickly. Um, we mentioned this earlier. There will be the spring game this weekend, Saturday in Frisco. The star at the star. Um, tickets are available. Um, I have not heard anything about a broadcast of this. I don't, I would assume there would be something, but I haven't found anything or heard anything yet.
0: Um, nor have I. And, and they usually have it. If they had it, if they had it anywhere on their side, it'd be on the football schedule itself. Yeah, I'm not seeing it there.
1: Nothing. The um, kids, eighteen and under, tickets are free. Adults are ten dollars. So it's it's not like they're they're gouging you to go watch it. Um, although historically, home spring games were always free. Always. Um, I assume this is just to cover costs of the team traveling and then to, to host in that facility. So I'm not seeing anything about this being on, on a broadcast, uh, platform, which is unfortunate. That will be the end of the spring practice sessions. Um, first reports from the the Lubbock scrimmage on the 30th were that the offense was way behind the defense. Um, heard some people that went to both Lubbock scrimmage and the one in Midland on Friday so that it was, there was some progress made. There was a lot more positives to take from the Midland scrimmage than there were from Lubbock. Um, So yeah, I'd I'd be really interested to see what the team looks like with the new offensive and defensive coordinators, all those systems, but it's going to be difficult, obviously, without there being but one, that, that, that it's in Frisco and I'm in Lubbock and that there's not going to be a broadcast on TV. Yeah. Um, also, I have a t-ball game on Saturday. Oh, that
0: that's priorities, man. Yeah. You, you got to hit up the t-ball game.
1: Yeah, I almost got ejected from a t-ball game this past weekend. That sounds like something that would happen to you. <laughs> well, yeah. We had a, just a <laughs> terrible umpire and, and we were we were the home team, so we were batting second. Um, And it's well within the team's right, the other, the team's, it's well within their right to do what they did to us, which is you can be super aggressive on the base path because four year olds fielding a thrown or batted ball is asking for a miracle. <laughs> so, so basically what you can do to stop the play is the pitcher has to have possession of the ball on top of the mound. And then the umpire will call time and then he will stop the runners and put them back to the last base they legally touched unless there's a force, then they have to move the whole way forward. But we had a infield single turn into a home run because of bad, like kids that weren't paying attention. And there was like one like th- throwing error. I know I
0: was about to say, were, were you with your book marking down the errors no, and keeping up the... I was
1: screaming at four year olds and I felt like a tool afterwards because I made my son cry. I was like, it's a game. <sighs> a four-year-old's playing baseball. Um, and I feel like a real douchebag for doing that too. Uh-huh. i was just frustrated. I was like, guys, you can learn from he, it. He he should have been out at first. Like it was one like we we. He basically hit the ball like r- like dribbled it up to the pitcher. And, and the pitcher and, should have just stood on the mound. Well, no, no, he was trying to get him out. Oh, okay, okay. And like the, th- th- I think he tried to throw it or something. I don't know. I don't remember. It was just a disaster. Um. And then so it started with that. Like the other team was super aggressive, r- running the bases. Um. And then our manager almost got tossed for, for arguing with like the other coaches on the team. So like I had to take over for her pitching. Um. And I, I suck at it. I was like hitting my own players and. <laughs> I was, I was not in a great mental space. <laughs> um, but there's a rule. So this modified T-ball division, they get three pitches. And then if they miss all three, they get two swings off the tee. Unless they foul the second swing off the tee. Then they get one more swing and only one more swing. Okay. The umpire was calling out my batters after the second foul. Off the tee. I was like, no, he gets one more swing. He's like, no, he's out. I was like, no, he gets one more swing. He's like, no, he's out. And like the other, like the opposing team's fans were starting to yell at me. He's like, no, he's out, coach. He's out. He's out, coach. I was like, all right, I'm not going to fight this. So I turned around and I was walking back and I said something snarky. Like I was talking to the umpire, but I wasn't facing him anymore. I was like walking away. Yeah. The real. Those famous. Those famous moves. last words, yeah. Um and I said, Well, I guess we're playing by our own made up rules now. And he's like, What was that? I was like, You heard me. <laughs> because the what was that is like the is the umpire speak for like that's a warning. Had I said it again, I would have been ejected. <laughs> Anyways. From the um, T ball game. Modified T ball.
0: This four or five year olds guys. Don't ever question Spencer's. Well, here's the thing. I, intensity when well, it comes to sports. I,
1: I have umpired this division before. I've I've done this. Like I've so, been, you've done that job. Yeah, you've I've done been that in, job. I, in I've his done, shoes. I done modified t-ball, coach pitch, the, and then the next two divisions up are are the kid pitch. So I, I've done the division all the way up that goes that's eligible for the Little League World Series. I've done that division too. Um, all the way down to modified team. I've done all of them because like, it's just easy to schedule games. Like you pick up $25 a game and you do two or three games a day. It's like ugh, it's easy money, man. Yeah. That's not bad. It's not bad at all. 50 bucks. just hanging out at the ballpark for a couple hours, watching four year olds run around like crazy. Yeah. That's a pretty, pretty good gig. Really? The only, only thing you have to do is a, as, as a, an umpire in that division is call a, a fair ball or foul Really, because mm-hmm. the ball has to leave the little circle. And then just make sure there's no like weird weirdness that happens, like collisions or tags or weird force. Cause like there's not really any judgment calls. Right. Because, like when they stop the, the runners from advancing, like they just have to go back to the last base. So like if they didn't, if they're one step away, there's no like imagining like, oh, he was almost there. He gets that base oh He has to go back. Yeah. It sucks to make that call. Like, Oh, you were, you're almost there, man, but you gotta go back. Mm -hmm. but like there's like no judgment calls it's really it's it's an easy game and this dude was he he turned incorrect. he turned things into judgment calls like no dude you're screwing this up (laughs) Uh, anyways um so i've got a i've got a a t-ball game on saturday okay well that's that's so i wouldn't be able to make the trip to dallas and watch the game anyways we've already missed enough t-ball games we have a makeup game tomorrow that will probably get canceled
0: yeah tomorrow's supposed to be awful it's supposed to be another one of those
1: 60 mile an hour wind days yeah because our our game friday night got rained out one batter into the game they're like no it's too late to start a game we're gonna go ahead and and reschedule this and they gonna be for sunday afternoon and the other coach because they were home that they got preference and that they said you know what we're we've got a couple coaches that are traveling to go to the games of minnesota we're not gonna we're not gonna rush back to coach a t-ball game on Sunday when we could be playing on Monday, which we did. So, like, the other option is Wednesday night. I was like, oh, that's so much better than a Sunday afternoon anyways. And then we get this weather. Yeah. So we're probably rescheduling. It's probably going
0: to blow the ball off the tee. Yeah.
1: Well, the the weather to cancel a t-ball game, I think it's it's 40 degrees uh, with or without the wind chill, whichever is lowest. It has to be above 40 And 40 mile per hour winds has to be under that. Mm. So I think, I think we'll probably eclipse the 40 mile per hour winds. That's what they keep, that's what they keep saying. Unless by that time it's dying down, but we'll see. Um, so yeah, I, I, I I wish we were seeing some more football. We kind of heard and hoped that there were going to be some more openness to the program this spring. And I mean, we had three scrimmages. It's it's more open than I remember. I mean, no, because we've done th- three in the past. We've done a Lubbock, Dallas, Midland. Yeah, I think so. this is
0: the second or third year we've done three.
1: Um, and then baseball, really quickly. Um, you you took two of three this past weekend from Kansas. You were hoping to sweep. You didn't get it on Sunday. Um, if if you were watching the game or listening to it there were some jokes coming out about the uh starting pitcher on Sunday for Kansas leaving it all on the on the field. <laughs> Cause he literally lost his lunch, his cookies after the first batter, he called time blue chunks all over the f- <laughs> <Just> <laughs> vomiting in front of the mound. Um and and because of the the student run cameras like we we got a really good close up of it. <laughs> I think the best part was, and this is what Jamie was talking about too, if you you heard him mention it today on the radio, um, was the crowd reaction. Because I don't think they saw what happened the first time. But like once there was like a, a group of people around him, like because when they called time, like the catcher came out, the coach, the trainer, the umpire, they're all kind of like around him. Mm. But the fans could still sit. So like he he came to the front of the mound but turned around. So he was facing more like to the Left field foul pole. So, like, he wasn't facing anybody, but like, there's a camera back there, basically. Um, it looked like it was just like Gatorade. Oh, like it was, great. it was just fluid. Yeah. So, like, well, he's not sick. Yeah. It's just um, nerves or. he's just really strange. He jogged Maybe he drank too much Gatorade. Maybe he was waterlogged and he was exer- overexerting himself on this first. Because. Once that was done, he, he took a couple swigs of water, threw one warm-up pitch, and then went right back into the game. Yeah, hats off to. And he was like, that. "I'm good to go." Yeah, no, I'm fine. Just had to just had to clear my sinuses, basically. <laughs> I had to let that one go. Um, and then tonight they're playing New Mexico State in Midland. Uh, currently, bottom of the eighth. Texas Tech is up ten to three. This is yep. the the final final meeting with uh, Mexico State this season. You win tonight, you'll have this series, season sweep. Um, it's the team that has like just ridiculous batting stats because of the conference they play in. Um, and then you host uh West Virginia this weekend. No, you're at West Virginia. It's are at West Virginia, that's right. Which I've heard there's some weather out there this weekend too. There's a possibility of doubling up on Saturday or whatever it is. I, don't, I haven't looked at the weather in western whether you're d- doubling up Friday or Saturday, but trying to get three games in um, probably over two days. You saw the Texas Baylor game have a game canceled, so they, they only played two games, which means you have this like weird number, like not every team will play the same number of conference games this year. so hmm. You can't just look at conference records. You have to look at like the win percentage. So it's going to throw things off unless everybody ends up canceling a conference game, which is more unlikely than not.
0: Then right, right after West Virginia, before the Baylor series, back when you're back at home, which we will be going to a Baylor game on Good Friday.
1: I will be heading to my brother-in-law's co-worker's ranch to go hunting. Oh, that sounds Easter nice. Easter weekend. It's out at Blackwell, Texas. Oh, okay. So it's, I think, a few minutes south of Sweetwater.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've I've gone through Blackwell. So we're heading out there. Well, that's your weekend. That'll be fun.
1: It'll be something. Yeah. It it, blind hunting because I was like I don't I have I don't have like I don't own a catheter camo (laughs) garb except for like this really heavy like outer coat, and it shouldn't be cold enough for that. Or nah. Right. He's like, no, you're fine. We're going to be in a blind. Just wear whatever's comfortable. I was like, okay, good. Okay, that's fine. Because I've got hiking pants and hiking boots, and whatever. That. Anyways, go on.
0: Well, well, the only thing I was going to mention is the next midweek game is against Duke. A week from today. And I, and I wish it was be, here in town. I do, too. That That could be a pretty salty one. And unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be on TV anywhere, but... April 16th, Tuesday, 5 p.m. Might check that out and see what, uh, I guess it'll be Jeff now. Jeff and Jamie. Mm
1: -hmm, Because right now it's Jamie and Gus, which is really entertaining to listen to. Yeah, Gus is
0: great. Uh, I think it'll be Jeff again now that basketball basketball season's over. Mm -hmm. Uh, And see what they have to say about the the coach and his super long timeouts that he's probably going to call a couple of
1: times. Yeah, cause it, okay, so the Baylor C- series has moved up a day because of Easter weekend. It's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Right. Um, so I may be able to go to one of those games. No, actually I can't because I have practice Thursday night. It's the only game I probably would be able to go to is Thursday night because I'll be out of town Friday, Saturday.
0: Yeah, we got tickets to the Friday night one just because that sounded like a I'm, – I'm just hoping for a beautiful spring Friday night, not one where it, it's hailing all over the place or there's <laughs> dirt
1: tornadoes. Dirt Natives. Yeah. Um, and then I was looking the th- past that you have a midweek series against New Mexico Tuesday six thirty Wednesday at two. I was like I-, I could go to one of those and then I realized on Tuesday I'm going out of town. I'm going to Phoenix for a conference. You're just you're just all over the place. But I'm going to a, a Diamondbacks Cubs game while I'm there. Oh, that's pretty good. That'd be pretty. That'd be fun. I'm going by myself, so I can like take my scorebook and
0: good. get oh
1: yeah copious amounts of whatever I want to eat and I have to share it and yeah try things out and be like I want a hot dog now or yeah and you
0: can move around you know if, if you get to your seat and, and you're like, in a completely empty section but you're next going to, to somebody
1: <laughs> like, I'm gonna go ahead and move a couple of seats down yeah do you mind do you
0: mind if I just moved it? no no I mean you gotta sit in your seat
1: and then past that you get you're hosting another big 12 series Oklahoma State UTRGV Oklahoma FIU TCU and that's it. Baseball's coming and going. It's moving quickly. Um so we didn't ask for any questions this week. I don't have any questions for you to answer besides my thought like my my brother was he, he kept asking me like what my thoughts were before the game, after the game. It sucks. That's all I can, all I can tell you, man. I can already. I've
0: never thought about this before, but just going back to Odiasse making those super clutch free throws, I was already thinking about how I was going to celebrate if Tech won. And. With my two-year-old asleep down the hall, it was going to be me running out the back door and screaming as loud as I could in the backyard. But that didn't come to pass, unfortunately. But what a season. Truly just incredible. I I hope we're not too down on this. I think on this podcast, I think there's a lot of people that kind of feel the same way we do. They're still processing it. They're still disappointed yet also completely proud and completely happy for what this team has accomplished, what this staff has accomplished. Looking forward to the future, knowing that there's a lot of bright spots still here. There's a lot of bright spots coming um, that we have two guys that were here for one year who uh, personify the meaning of being a Red Raider with, with Owens and Mooney. I mean, those guys are just, as tough as they come, they're hard-working guys, and Tech would not have been anywhere close to making the run they did without them. Odiase will be gone. One of the first guys from Tubby's first class. Francis will be gone. Culver will probably be gone. So it'll be, it'll be different next year, and I'm excited for it. I think Tech's still going to compete. I, I still think they're going to be in the top. I think they'll be in the top three or four of the Big Twelve for sure. But uh, I'm not going to put it on them to get back to the national championship game, or I'm just going to just going to be sorely disappointed. I'm not going to go that route.
1: Yeah, I was trying to. I was trying to scroll through some. Twitter notifications. See if I can find some questions or something. I I do think there were questions posed, but I I'm scrolling through a bunch of people interacting just through the game last night. I was like, this is just a beating. It's hard to weed it out. And of course, my wife like replying to (laughs) tweets that have profanity in them. (laughs) Hashtag not liking this or whatever she said. I was like. Oh good, 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 good. She she's not a fan of profanity. Not um, not
0: a fan of the not a fan of the language.
1: Well, it was talking about just it was heat of the moment and game stuff and
0: It was the heat of the moment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um I guess I have a going yard update. I don't know. You do? I put down fertilizer a week ago or whatever I think it was. Um, definitely have seen some, some growth. I'm now the mowers at its tallest setting. As of last night, I, I had to mow the yard before the game. because I was like, one, this is my only free night this week. And I still like two and a half hours t- to kill before the game. I was like, I can't sit here for two and a half hours. <laughs> so got to get out and do something. Um, so yeah, I'm already mowing at four inches tall. The sure. Passes. And then I'm I'm now like I'm going back and realizing, so I either need to like bump it down a setting or I need to find taller sprinkler heads because the, air quotes five inch sprinkler heads don't come up over the four inch tall grass.
0: I'm having some trouble with sprinkler heads too.
1: Is that from when AT and T destroyed your half your yards
0: um, system? Yes, that's partially it, but <laughs> the remaining sprinkler heads from the original system that are on that are along the my house is kind of built up a little bit of course most people's are so it naturally slopes from the foundation to the three sides of my house that are encompassed with sidewalk being on a corner so that means on top of that whenever the sand blows and the dirt blows down here the the bottom side of that uh gets caked with the sand and I've been fighting the sand a lot. So long story short, my, um, benchmark elevation where those sprinkler heads are, mm-hmm. has gone up because the sand keeps building it up. So the sprinkler heads are now getting too short. Yeah. It's cause the, cause this, the dirt is building up around it enough to the point where, you know, these sprinklers come on and the grass is starting to, to catch it and it's just really annoying because there's really not much you can do about that aside from like you said maybe change out the heads
1: luckily sprinkler heads are fairly inexpensive you just have to buy a lot of them Yeah. so, I, I, so I'm looking at like so we have a Toro system the brand is Toro not like Rainbird or Hunter um, there's a 570Z Pro Series anyway, 6 inch pop up sprinkler body 650. So $6.50. So like, oh, that's not bad. And I was yeah. like how many do I need? 12. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> that adds up in a hurry. <laughs> but like it's 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 an easy cost to kind of like okay, it, it's it's $6 a pop $7 each. Or I can just cut my grass a little bit shorter or go around with like the weed eater and like cut out little divots around yeah you could do that <laughs> and make it look like real stupid because it looks really nice when it's all even all the way across You're like oh look at that yeah nice and flat yeah anyway, so one more thing about the yard i was at uh walmart today i was i was buying screws and nuts to fix slash upgrade grayson's t for t-ball okay the t screws into the plate the base plate those that came like originally weren't like didn't have any thread locker on it, and they just fell off, and we lost them. But we, we were able to save one screw. So I took that to, to Home Depot today. I was like, okay, I need I need to find this screw. <laughs> whatever, it's a number eight, five and five thirty seconds, whatever, it's three eighths inch long. Anyways, so I, I did that, and I also went out and checked out the my. Biosolid fertilizer recommendation I gave everybody, Mm, That's right. They had one bag left in the pallet and it was like cut open. It had been torn open. Probably, you know why they just had one bag left? Because the power of the 23 Personal podcast. That's exactly it. Because there were pallets and pallets of all the other Scott's weed and feed, which is not a good way to go. People people rushed I'm rushed sure to those stores after hearing I'm you. I'm sure they did. I, I need to get a, a commission check now. You do? Well, From Malorg- Milorganite. Mil- Milorganite? Mm-hmm. Melorganite. Melorganite. There you go. Okay. Anyways, um, don't have any questions for you. Michael, what did we learn this week? Besides learned- the refs <laughs> suck and you can't win eight versus five. I
0: learned two things. First of all, I didn't realize that uh, a national championship or a Texas team hasn't won a national championship in basketball since the 60s yep i i had, was uh, i didn't know that that, that was, was the glory was road U-Tep, deal
1: or texas west well yeah, yeah i
0: wasn't utep then but and then the other thing i learned was um avengers infinity war is pretty good i finally got the chance to watch it because i'm on top of things i have not oh you haven't watched it Mm-mm. oh man so i'm not the last one who I'm probably to not watch gonna it.
1: watch it. So, okay.
0: well, I I wanted to just because I I feel like I should. It's not like I was a I'm a huge fan of these Marvel movies. I've missed a lot of them. I feel like we had a question about that. Someone had us rank the Marvel movies, and there were several that I hadn't seen. There still are. I
1: but, think I found out I'm 23 Marvel movies behind. That's s- not a joke. 23. Mm-hmm. How many are there? 24. I think. It's have like you the, seen Iron Man? And that's it. Like, Iron Man 2, and, like, everything past that is a no. It's oh,
0: like yeah, that. you're, you're
1: okay. Well, wow. I mean. Does that really add up to 23? I guess it could. I've seen parts of Thor, the first one. Yeah. But I don't consider that a... Yeah, and there's thing. three of them. That's what's nuts. There's, like, three of everything. There's a bunch of X-Men, like, there's a, some of those well, spin-offs. Well, I
0: don't know if those count in this. But then like, they are Marvel movies, but they're not in the same cinematic universe or... Whatever. Someone's going to correct me, which is fine. But Infinity War was pretty good. This was, was a pretty good movie. So is The Highwaymen, Kevin Costner, Woody Harrelson, Netflix only movie. That's definitely worth checking out if y'all have the, the subscription and are interested in the former Texas Rangers that caught Bonnie and Clyde.
1: So maybe I'm not 24 movies behind, but I really don't think there's that many. I think there's maybe there's twenty one. There's twenty one total. See, according there you go. to the Wikipedia entry, <sighs> I'm going to run through them really quickly. Over exaggerating. Iron. This is in order, I believe. Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man Two, Thor, Captain America, The Avengers, Iron Man Three, Thor: The Dark World, Captain America: The Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy. Which I've I've tried to watch that a couple of times. I just can't. It's so stupid. No way. I liked that one. So dumb. Avengers: Age of Ultron, Ant Man. I've seen Ant-Man. It was stupid. I have not seen Ant-Man. Captain America, civil war. No, I, I saw, uh, Ant-Man, and the wasp also dumb. <laughs> Captain America, civil war, Dr. Strange, guardians of the galaxy volume two, Spider-Man homecoming, Thor, Ragnarok, black Panther, Avengers, infinity war, Ant-Man and the wasp, Captain Marvel. So I'm not as far behind as I thought. Cause I've seen iron man, iron man, two, Thor, Parts of Captain America, The Avengers, parts of Guardians of the Galaxy, and Ant-Man and the Wasp. I did see all of that one.
0: I've probably seen, so t- I've seen
1: seven. I've seen seven.
0: probably two-thirds of that list. I've seen
1: one-third. Yeah. And I have no interest in catching up. I really didn't either, but
0: it's been on Netflix for a while, and I thought, well, shoot, I'll watch it. I really liked it. It was, it was a good one. There were actually some stakes. Because that, that's been one, mm, one of the things eye. on these. <laughs> not the kind of stakes we like to typically talk about. But they were the. That's been one of the knocks in my head on these Marvel movies. is Everything blows up. Every single thing on the screen explodes. Yet everyone is unscathed.
1: That's how it works, man. All what the you know?
0: all the heroes come out, everything's fine. Not so much in Infinity War. There's uh there's
1: some there's some loss there. There's there's quite a bit of loss. <laughs> Is that the one where uh what's his face? Hold on, Thanos. Thanos like snaps his finger and like everybody's dead. Not
0: everybody. Basically everybody. Half of everybody. Spoiler alert, basically everybody.
1: <laughs> all right. Um that's all I learned. All right. I don't know if I have anything else to learn. Just the despair of this this week, this loss. So that's Michael Spencer. Thanks for joining us again on the 23 Personal Podcast.